Jesus' name, amen. Uh, when life is not going according to our expectations, uh, that can be discouraging, can't it? Uh, when we are not living up to our own expectations of where we would thought we would be at or what life would look at or circumstances dictate certain things, when life isn't going according to expectations, that can be hard and we need encouragement. When I was in high school, I was on the cross-country team, and uh, my first two years on the team, things were great. Uh, I was running fast. I was far exceeding my own expectations and the expectations of my coaches, uh, and things couldn't have been better. But uh, somewhere around my sophomore year, I began to get injured all the time. It was like one thing on top of another. I just I couldn't train like I needed to. I wasn't uh, able to run as much as I would have liked to. My times began to get slower, uh, and pretty soon, I was not living up to my own expectations or that of my coaches. You probably can imagine that that was hard. That was discouraging. Um, I had questions and doubts. I, I thought to myself, this is not what I expected uh, cross country to be. And it was just a hard time. Uh, but somewhere in there, we went out to practice one day. And I remember this vividly. Uh, my coach said that he had forgotten the stopwatches. Uh, when we did workouts, we carried a, a, a stack of stopwatches with us to practice. And he's, he asked me if I could go inside and get the stopwatches from his office. And so I, I went. I found them on his desk, I picked them up, and I noticed that underneath the stopwatches was a list, and it had everyone's name on the list, uh, and the next to your name was a, a time. And what I realized, what it was, that it was the time that our coach expected each of us to be able to run at the end of the year. And so I, I scanned the list, I found my name, and I saw that my coach expected me to run a, about a, a full two minutes faster than I had ever run before. Uh, and to me, that was uh, extremely encouraging, uh, to know that you know, I wasn't going crazy, that the expectations I had set my, for myself weren't off base. Uh, and just to know that someone else expected big things of me, that was encouraging. In fact, even bigger things than I expected of myself. Uh, in that moment of expectations, when things were not going according to my plan, I needed that encouragement. John the Baptist, in our gospel reading for today, needed encouragement. Uh, after all, John the Baptist had some high, high expectations of who Jesus was and what Jesus came to do. Now, if you're not familiar, John the Baptist, he was the cousin of Jesus. Um, he was the one who baptized Jesus, oddly enough, uh, in the Jordan River. Uh, there were these crowds that would come to hear John the Baptist preach, and uh, John was sent by God to proclaim the good news of Jesus, to kind of prepare the Israelites for Jesus, to say, hey, listen up, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, who was promised a long time ago, he's here now, uh, and his name is Jesus. John the Baptist, out of anyone, had these extremely high expectations for who Jesus was. But where we find John in our reading for today, everything has changed. And it, it seems to him like life is not going according to expectations. John the Baptist, in our reading for today, he's in prison. And I would have to imagine that when he was out there in the desert, in the wilderness, preaching and proclaiming and baptizing crowds and multitudes of people, I would have to think that that was the last place he would ever end up, Right? I mean, he had been proclaiming that the kingdom of God was here, that a king had come, the savior of the world was here, who was going to lift up his people and free the captives and, and redeem and restore the people of Israel. I would have to think that he never expected to end up in prison. He's discouraged, as you might expect, sitting there in his prison cell. And in his discouragement, he sends messengers to Jesus with a simple question. Jesus, are you the one, or should we wait for someone else? Uh, and you see, this is where my heart begins to break for John a little bit because he has not lost sight of the promise, right? He hasn't given up the faith. He, 
he's sitting there in his prison cell with, with nothing else, and he's simply thinking, all right, I have these promises that a Messiah would come, but I just need to know if Jesus is the one or if I should look for someone else because Jesus has not lived up to my expectations. But, but John has not lost the promise, right? He's clinging to that promise that someone would come, that a Savior would be here, and he just needs to know because it's all that he has if Jesus is the fulfillment of those promises. He's, he's clinging on with everything that he has to those promises. But but he's confused and he's discouraged because it seems like Jesus is not living up to expectations. He probably thought he'd be surrounded by this faithful throng of believers cheering on the name of God, that he'd be uh, victorious and lifted up. But here he is in prison with chains and shackles, digging into his wrists and ankles, leaving their scars. This is not at all what John expected. I think for you and me, we can kind of resonate with John, can't we? Most of us here today, people of faith, people who are really hoping that those promises of Jesus will come true for us. And, and some days, uh, those promises of Jesus, they are all we have, right? The promise that he is a God of peace, some days it feels like that is all that we have. And we are clinging on to that promise in our hearts with everything because we know that everything uh, comes down to that. And so we hold on to these promises of peace. And yet, like John, we look into our lives and we think uh, our lives are anything but peaceful. We turn on the TV and some see some terrible act of violence or some war or some riot and anger and hurt and we look at our own lives and see that we are not at peace with the people that we ought to be at peace with and, and we think, okay God, what is going on? You are not living up to expectations. You're, you're not the, the kind of prince of peace that I thought you would be. Or we're holding on to these promise that, that our God is the great physician, right? The mighty healer and yet we look at our lives and we, we have to ask God, okay God, if, if you are this mighty healer like you promised to be, then why does my mom still have cancer? You know, God, I've been praying for seven years for you to take that cancer away, and I expected it to be gone by now, but, but God, you're not living up to expectations. We look at our lives, and, and we know that we have a God who promises to lift up the poor and, and to provide for every one of our needs, and that we can't help but look into our neighborhoods and communities and see lots of struggling, homeless, hungry people walking around. We look at our own lives, and we see how hard it can be to put food on the table and to pay the bills, and, and we wonder, okay, God, how is this going to work out? It doesn't seem like you're meeting my expectations. Uh, and that can be hard. You know, when we get to the point in the story that we heard today from uh, Matthew 11, where the messengers, they come to Jesus, presumably they ask him the question, Jesus, are you the guy we're expecting, or should we keep looking? I kind of half expect uh, for Jesus to kind of send them back running, you know, to really lay into the messengers. I kind of cringe at this moment. Uh, because if anyone should have gotten who Jesus was, it should have been John the Baptist, right? I mean, John, he was Jesus' cousin. He had baptized Jesus. He had uh, spoken to the crowds about who Jesus was. I think if anyone should have gotten who Jesus was, it should have been John. And yet here he is questioning and doubting. And so I half expected Jesus to kind of lash out in this righteous anger, like, John, why don't you get it? What's wrong with you, John? If anyone should have known who I am, it should have been you. I thought I could trust you. You're my cousin. But, but Jesus doesn't do that. Instead, Jesus responds with this amazing word of comfort and encouragement. You can find it in your bulletin there in Matthew 11. He says uh, to the messengers, I want you to go back and I want you to tell John what you see and hear. That the blind see, that the lame walk, that the deaf hear, the lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. 
See, it's like Jesus is letting John know, John, I, I see you there in prison. I know what's going on. John, I, I know that this life is not living up to your expectations. John, I, I, I know how, how hurt you are and discouraged you are, and, and I know this isn't easy, and, and I know you expected great things of me, but John, I, I, I need you to know that it's happening, that I, that I am healing the sick. I'm giving sight to the blind. I'm raising the dead. I'm, I'm preaching good news to the poor. John, I need you to know that I've come for those people, the least and the lost. John, I need you to know that I have come for people like you. John, if you'll just have faith in me and put your trust in me, and I know you can't see it right now, but if you would simply believe in who I promised to be, then John, I will far exceed the wildest expectations. Notice that Jesus, he doesn't make some like grand promise to John, right? Like, John, I'm going to answer your prayers when you want them. John, I'm going to free you from prison. John, you want a car? You want a new home? Sure, John, I'll, I'll give it to you. He, he doesn't do that, but but he does say, if you will believe in me, John, I need you to know that I am who you thought I was, that I am healing the sick, and, and one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to finish all that. See, that's the encouragement that Jesus gives, to remind us that he is who he says it is, because we live in a world where it's not always easy to see it, whether it's cancer or, 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 or hunger or, or just violence and anger in our lives. It can be hard to, to remember that God is who he says he is. And so he tells each and every one of us that, that he will keep his promise, that the work he started 2,000 years ago in healing the sick and giving sight to the blind, one day he'll return to finish what he starts, that he is a God for the least and the last, that he is a God uh, who, who doesn't necessarily free John from prison, uh, but will go to the cross to jo die for John so that John would have eternal life. See, that's the encouragement that Jesus not just a pat on the back, a great job, John, keep going, buddy, you can do it, but, uh, but the encouraging reminder that God is who he says he is and that he will keep his promise. Our brothers and sisters, as the church, right, as God's family, as uh, his people, that is the greatest thing that I think we can do for one another, is to share the encouragement of Jesus. Uh, let me tell you what that can look like. Now, most of you know, at least a lot of you know, that I went to seminary. That is, I went to uh, four years of training to become a pastor. A lot of you knew that. I graduated in May uh, and just started here. Uh, but what you, most of you, or I don't think any of you know, is that I actually went to seminary twice. Uh, but you didn't know that. Uh, the first time, it only lasted a day, though. So. I, I had been thinking about it for a while, and I, I drove down I-55 to St. Louis, where the, my seminary was, and I lasted one day. I went to one day of orientation, and then I left. Uh, I wasn't kicked out, <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, uh, as you might expect, uh, four years of graduate school is very expensive, and just realized uh, financially this was not the time, uh, and that I needed to figure some things out. Uh, but that was a very discouraging time, because I had gone down there one day driving, my car packed, and it was just a day or two later that I was headed back up the same way uh, that I came. Uh, and, and that was a very discouraging time because I had all these questions. I thought, God, I, I thought you would just give me the money that I needed to make this happen. I wasn't expecting this to be like this. I had questions and doubts. Would I become a pastor? Would this ever happen? Did I get it all wrong? I, I thought God wanted me to do this, but I guess not. Uh, it was a very discouraging time. And uh, during that time, in the, in the following weeks and days, um, I talked to a lot of people. And I was blessed with a lot of people who were very loving and uh, were speaking very encouraging words at least they were trying to. You know, they would say things like, you know, Peter, 
Um, whatever you end up doing, if you're a pastor or not, you're going to be great. You just got to work hard. You can do it. We, we are sure and confident of you. You're going to be successful whatever you do. And, and then there were the people who were like, no, Peter, you have to become a pastor. You have to do this. Don't let this obstacle get in your way. It's just a small hurdle. You can do it, Peter. You have to do it. We're going to help you. You're going to get there. And pretty soon I began to hear a lot of these things over and over. Uh, and then one day I, I sat down with a man. Um, he patiently listened to me kind of lay this all out there told him the same story. And then I kind of stopped, and I sat back waiting for him to say the same things, right? Like, you can do it. Try harder. You'll get there. You'll be great. Um, but he didn't say any of that. His first words kind of shocked me. He said, you know what, Peter? I don't know if you're going to become a pastor or what you're going to do. He said, but what I do know is that Jesus will still be Lord. No matter what you end up doing, you will still be God's child. You will still be forgiven. And there's a lot of things I don't know, but, but God's promises will still be there for you no matter what happens. See, that's the encouragement of Jesus. That's the encouragement that you and I have to give one another. The encouragement of Jesus is not just a pat on the back, a good job, keep going, you can do it. But the encouragement of Jesus is, is when you and I, as the body of Christ, point one another back to the cross, back to our Savior, and say, I know it doesn't look like it right now. I know you feel like you're in prison and that you're trapped and life isn't turning out how you expected it to be, but, but brother or sister, I need you to know that you have a Savior who died for you, who has kept all of his promises, and if you would believe in him, you would see that you have a God who far exceeds your wildest expectations. And again, he doesn't promise to answer your prayers exactly the moment that you would like them answered, and he's not going to bless you in exactly the ways that you would like to expect him to, and he might not give you the car or the new house. We have a God who promises that when we believe in him, he will far exceed our wildest expectations. In Jesus' name.